Hey everyone! Before we get started, I just want to let you know that your input can directly make our shows better. One of the biggest ways to support your favorite shows here is by rating and commenting on iTunes. All of our shows are available in Apple Podcast form on iTunes, and all you have to do is search for AfterBuzz and your favorite show title. Once you're there, leave the show a rating and a comment on why you like the show or any comments you have for the hosts. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to continue to bring you the best shows we possibly can. We're not talking Meghan Markel, but we are talking The Crown, episode one and two of season two, right here at AfterBuzz. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now. Let the buzz begin. We're not talking Meghan Markle yet. It's Markle, no? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> now that she's a royal, I think it's Markle. Like okay, I feel well, like we'll, it's Meghan we'll, Markle. We'll, we'll work with that. Is it just Markle? I think it's Markle. I don't know. We, I'm sure someone will comment and let us know. And of course, you can of course just tag each one of us. I am Tehran, literally at I am Tehran, all across the social atmosphere, and alongside the wonderful, amazing, talented, and intelligent. Ah, oh, say hi, Sahai. Hey, everybody, good to be back. My name is Sahai, and you can find me on social media at Say Hi Sahai. That's S A Y H I T S A H A I. Throw in that silent T and let them know what it's about. That's right. That's what we're doing. And that's what the crown is this season. It's showing us what it's all about. Yo. Episode one and two. Marriage is falling apart. It's falling apart, but it's not. (laughs) I mean, so much is going on. It's literally a misadventure. And episode two is Company of Men this season. And it was a long wait. I felt like it was a long wait, but it was really just a year. Yeah, but I mean... It felt like a long year. It felt like forever. A lot happened. Everyone's super excited that it's back and, you know... These first two episodes, starting right out the gate, I was happy. I was like, I actually, okay. They, they picked up the pace significantly in season Definitely. two. So season two starts off with a bang. It starts off, we already are engulfed in the world of the crown. We've right. already seen season one. And now we're just drawn into the characters. They didn't waste time with character development. We were very familiar with Elizabeth. We were very familiar with Philip yeah. and the whole circus of what's going on. Yeah, I love the fact that they start with already that we know that they're still unhappy in their marriage. Like nothing has gotten better. It's actually gotten worse. And she steps to him like, Philip, what's up? What's going to make you happy? Like, how can we make this better? Because 100%. You- That's uh, episode one, Misadventure. It starts off right away where we're five months ahead. So right. we're actually in 1957. And and it's after Philip comes back from his trip, and, and Queen Elizabeth just speaks so frank and says, "What's what, divorce is not an option. What's it going to take to make this right. work?" And I'm sure a lot of a lot of couples really related to that because I mean, especially in a, an older generation, because divorce is very like for us, it's a common thing. But all day, every day. Two, three generations ago, it right. was very uncommon, and it could leave families destroyed. Dest- and distraught. Right. Was, and especially like here it is, her sister wanted to marry a man who had previously been divorced and she wouldn't let that happen. It's not even an option for her. So she just basically has to suffer, but she not in silence, fortunately. She's like, listen, let's talk. Help me help you. Because you can see, the funny thing is they're having these problems, but you can still see that they love each other a lot. They do. And we see that when it comes back in episode two, which we're also going to talk about. But back in episode one, we see that they're, Relationship is worse than it was after season one. Because season one ends, the relationship is clearly on the on the outs. Yeah. Winston Churchill has departed. A lot of 
a lot of ending, but it's also a lot of what's next in beginning, right? Right, right? So we come back and we see that the relationship is actually a little bit worse for wear, mm -hmm. and the the royal couple is not getting along, right? And they're not even trying to pretend anymore, which yeah. is something they used to do. Philip is clearly unhappy and complaining all the time. Something that we complained about right. is complaining in <laughs> season one. Right. And then here it is. Her mother suggests, hey, you should have Philip do this Commonwealth tour. And for, you know, some people would think, okay, is this a good thing on a marriage? Like for t distance, will the will distance make the heart grow fonder, or will it make actually, the heart forget? Right, exactly. And Philip was actually very good at forgetting. He was <laughs> good at forgetting until we see the message yes. at the end. So let's just stick to season okay, uh, episode I'm one. All around. My, yeah, let's I'm just stick just so to excited. episode one because episode one had a lot of things happen. Yes. So let's start off with this agreement between Elizabeth and Philip. Yeah, that's how the show even starts. They have a conversation where Elizabeth frankly says, what is it going to take? Right. And we never hear Philip's answer. Not at all. Because, I mean, does he even know what to say? Does he even feel comfortable speaking at this point? I feel like he, by this time he's been so worn down. He's like, listen, whatever I say, it still is not going to be what you want. And we're here because of everything that you want. So I'm, I'm just going to stay silent. Which and is kind of a cop-out, I think. And I thought it was very good how they jumped forward and then flashed us back. Yeah, to five, happier Five times. months. Well, it was kind of happier because we see them at a, at a ceremony and Philip orders all the servants to turn around. And we see this as actually a reoccurring theme is that the servants of the castle keep getting in their way. Yeah. Whether Philip's trying to explain something and they remove stuff or they come into the bedroom Whatever it is, but it's also a subtle hint that the life of the royal is getting in the way of their relationship. Of their private life, that they're still trying to hold on to a little bit of privacy, but you're royal now. You can't happen. You and can't have that at all. You have no privacy. Not a, none Your at all. Your privacy does not exist. <laughs> so we see Philip order all the servants to turn around, and then, and then in a sneak, very romantic, very cute, flirtatious move, kiss Elizabeth on the neck. Which I is, thought that was so sweet when he was zipping was. up her dress. Yes, I thought that was great. But it also showed like... Because Philip she does, gave consent. That's why it was sweet. Yes, I just want to but also out. shows that Philip does have some power. Like sure. when Philip needs to boss up, he does. And we see that in season, in the second episode too. But so, it, you know, he's not just the man behind the woman. He does have some power and he knows that. But at the same time, Philip does feel very... He feels very slighted in his position as the queen's regent yeah. and the queen's consort and the queen's side. It's like you're on the side. You're Philip on the side. Right. He, he's the Duke of Edinburgh. He's so he's kind of like king. her. Are you saying he's like her side piece? Kind of. He's not the side piece because they're married, right. but he's definitely he's, figuratively, he's, not literally. Even even in let's say the presidency, we see a President Obama and Michelle Obama, whose important is importance is very significant right. in, in the people. With King Philip. He's in the back. He's right. not in the forefront at all. Right. Until until this Commonwealth tour. So it, it gave him his time to shine. And, and they did shows, send him on a tour. And yeah. that's something that Elizabeth's mom suggested. And But Elizabeth was kind of like, I don't know if this is a iffy. good idea. But yeah. her mom was like, uh, you're welcome for, exactly. for doing this. And now your husband looks so happy. And but she didn't seem happy no, when the mom suggested. Like, no. When the mom was... Basically saying, I'm the one who suggested it. Yeah. You're welcome for this idea. Yeah. She's like, 
Bitch, I didn't want them to go. Exactly, because my husband is out here with ballerinas and stuff. Yes. Our marriage is in shambles, and you done sent him away. So it's like she's trying to figure out what's going to be. She knows that she, he needed this to kind of re- regain his manhood, but it's actually at the cost of their relationship. What did you think about... Elizabeth, the way she's treating the kids now. It seems like here it is when Philip was about to go away. You know, her, uh, Prince Charles was sh- shook his dad's hand goodbye. And Philip was like, no, you you can give me a hug now. The cameras aren't here. And Philip, um, Elizabeth still seems a little distant. So it still seems like Philip is the one who's the nurturing parent. And Elizabeth's like a little bit more distant. But with Philip away, I feel like she had to be a little bit more hands-on with the kids. Well, let's talk about the concept of what Queen Elizabeth sees as her role and what she sees of herself. Right. We've seen a more mature Queen Elizabeth mm-hmm. take the mantle of queen, queendom and take it to the next level. She's finally becoming the queen that the people deserve and the one that they want. Right. And not just because they need her. So as the, in the role of queen, she even explains when she gets back with Margaret, her sister, she explains... Drunky drunk Margaret. Exactly. Margaret, <laughs> Margaret who be, has become a drunk and obviously her... Life has left her a little bit of a recluse and just not as loved as before. And and she's, of course, depressed and a bit of an alcoholic in terms. (laughs) And Queen Elizabeth, to Margaret's contention that the reason she's not married is because of Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth says, as your sister, I would have loved for you to get married. But I'm the queen. And as the queen, you could not. And right. in this family, that cannot happen. Exactly. And, and it was funny how Margaret like found a little joy in the fact that Elizabeth and Philip were having marital issues. She was. She was. And we'll definitely get to that. Yeah. But I want to talk about the role of Queen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. The role of Queen Elizabeth, how she sees herself. Right. I think she sees herself in in two parts. It's like kind of like an out of body experience. She inside she feels like the person she was before, but out it's like she's looking at this other person and she has to play this role all the time and she has unlike in season 1, she's become very comfortable in that role and she too knows her power. So we see this this battle within herself. And then it's also like here it is she sees this picture of this ballerina and she can't just run up in her husband's office and scream at him before he leaves for this trip. She just stands by herself by the door and just holds in her anger and then secretly goes and like checks on this woman. So it's like she's battling within herself. She can't just express herself the way she wants to all the time. She's con- she's uh, exhibiting a lot of restraint, but I w- that would make me crazy. But more than restraint, I feel like she's exhibiting discretion. Mm. And, and that's a new form because the old Elizabeth wasn't as discreet as this new powerful Queen Elizabeth, the one where they say, heavy is the crown. Mm -hmm. And we see this heaviness on her because she takes everything internally and doesn't always express it externally. And she keeps it to herself. She finds the picture of the ballerina as she uh, leaves the gift of the video camera for her husband in his luggage, sees the ballerina and automatically, because of his past, assumes infidelity. Whether it's true or not, Of course, we don't know. We all assume that it is true. I thought so. But she doesn't say anything. Yeah. You can tell something's wrong. Right. But she doesn't say anything. Why? Not because she's Elizabeth, but because she is queen. Mm, That's a good point. Because I was looking at it more like as a wife seeing this other woman in her husband's bag. Here Here she is trying to do a sweet, kind, loving gesture, putting a note and a gift in his briefcase before he travels for many months and she won't see him so he can remember her and think of his family. And then she she gets smacked in the face with this image of this other 
another woman. That hurts. So, but like I said, she can't scream at him. But then he's confused. So it's like they, their communication issues are also an issue within their marriage. I don't know if the communication issue is so much a problem as it is an attitude mm. problem. Whose attitude? Her attitude or Philip's his? attitude mostly because Philip knew what he was signing up for right. when he took the job. Definitely. And Her dad reason- prepped him. He was like, do you do you understand what you're getting into? She is the job. Exactly. And he knew this and he was, he has what we see is a bit of an ego. Philip likes to be the man. Right. And now he doesn't feel like he's the man. And I don't just mean as in a masculine energy, right. but he also likes to showboat. He likes to show off. And we see that on his trip. So, and what did you think about the trip itself? The boys tour. I thought it was interesting because I got to see Philip in a whole new light. He he when he needed to say, "Listen, I want this done," and he got some pushback. He was he stood his ground. We also saw him as a leader. We saw him in his happy place on on a on a boat. I'm happy on a boat. You know that scenery was beautiful. So how could you not be happy? But he was so. What bothered me was he was so happy away from his family for a long time until Christmas. So it was interesting seeing him be a leader, have this joy in his life. Also, Philip's like a fun-loving guy. Like he's he reminds me of Harry in the sense like he's the party guy. You know what I'm saying? He's the guys guy. He's the one like let's have a, a beard growing competition. Don't drink all the beer. But I respect the fact that he understands. Listen. There are certain things that I have to do. I have to go to the Olympics. I have to continue to, you know, follow through with my duties so I don't embarrass my wife. And wasn't it creepy? Like, every time Philip would be doing something bad, they'd pan to the shot of Elizabeth's picture in his office, which it's like she's always watching him. But at the same time, sometimes he was like, I don't care. I'm still going to do what I want to do. Well, when it came to episode two, I think he was actually on much better behavior than most of us thought. Mm -hmm. But in episode one, we didn't actually get to see Philip do any of this. We just know that he's going on this trip. Right. So the idea of what this trip meant is Philip would finally get some shine. Philip would be a place of importance. And he started becoming excited about going on this trip. But initially first, he was... he did not. Yeah, he was, there, was, there was some pushback because he's like, you're, you're sending me away. Oh my gosh, you know what? He probably felt like he was being sent away like when he was sent away as a child. And I want to get into that because I feel like there are a lot I of connections. I promise you. Say, we're gonna, we're, say hi. Did you really just like episode two? We're going to get into episode I, okay, two. Okay, sorry. I, just, I promise no, you. But we I, will it, talk it, it was my, it was Of the two, it. it was my favorite. It was the, I feel because that's where I was like, okay, it's coming together now. So it is I'm all sorry. coming I'm together. Sorry, I'm just jumping ahead. So but excited. when it comes to the trip, we also meet Mike Peters. Shady Mike. Who, <laughs> who's just the, he's just that friend. Yeah. And we all know that friend. Every girl out there knows that friend. If you watch Three's Company, he's the Larry. Like, he's just <laughs> that friend. He's the wingman. He is the wingman. But more importantly, uh, he's not just the wingman. He's the co-pilot that wants to help the plane crash. It, and that's what the problem is. It's because yeah. he's not a positive influence. And we hear about Mike's reputation when Elizabeth and Margaret are having their meeting. Yeah. Why? Because Margaret pours uh, more salt to that open wound wound and says, oh, you know about Mike, right? The Mm -hmm. secretary, Mike's just, he hooks up guys with with trips and and ballerinas. Yeah. And specifically says ballerinas. Yeah, Elizabeth Elizabeth said it, and Margaret was like, oh, how do you know that? And that's what I loved. I, I loved Elizabeth showing her sister, like, yes, I know things. You might not think I know what's going on, but I do. But Margaret was also trying to bait her sister because she felt that resentment towards 
Elizabeth for not allowing totally. her to marry. And she feels like all of this is her fault. Yeah, misery she, loves company. And she enjoyed Elizabeth being miserable at totally, that time. Totally, totally. But when it comes to Mike, Mike is the guy going on the trip, and this is not the guy you want your girl going... Uh, or, I mean, you don't want your man going on a trip with... Not at all. If you're a girl, you don't want Mike being... Oh, you're going... You're going with Mike? Yeah. To the library? Uh, 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 Mike from the club? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mike's his club friend, literally. It is. Mike's wife is unhappy about this. She's already like... And okay. that's a distinction because now we see two separate marriages. We right. have Philip and Elizabeth who are not having a good time but still seem to be in love. And then Mike and Eileen who are on the verge of breaking up. And she's not... Elizabeth's happy Philip's going on the trip. Right. Eileen is miserable and frustrated and wants to kill Mike. I mean, she's just like, so you're going to forget our anniversary. You're going to forget our kid's birthday. He's like, oh, no, I, I got you. I'm going to call. Poor thing. Does not call. Baby girl is like, uh, does daddy not love me anymore? Like, why did he yeah. not oh, call yeah. me on His my birthday? His daughter definitely going to grow up to be a stripper. Like, there's just <laughs> nothing nothing holding her down. Poor nothing. thing. She's, Poor thing. It's like, oh, daddy never paid attention. I mean, and all the, the daddies pay attention now. <laughs> like, it's going to be a thing. The thing is, I had hope for Mike. I was like, he's going to he's gonna come through this time. He's going to call. Uh, he may forget the anniversary, but he will call his baby girl on her birthday. And womp, womp. He that definitely, did not happen. Definitely did not call the, the baby girl. <laughs> yeah. Totally missed that phone call. <laughs> totally missed that phone call. And another thing Mike did, which was interesting, is that when Mike spoke to his wife, Philip complains mike tries to gloss things over right they're very different in character yeah because philip still has redeeming qualities totally and mike barely has any redeeming mike gives no f's at all he does not care about anyone but himself i think he's loving this new job he's loving the title that he has and he's loving all the perks that come with it he he doesn't have to do the hard work like philip does and be in front of the people but he gets to reap all the rewards he's the guy who and he specifically says heads uh heads uh tails i win heads you lose and when it's heads he's like heads your wife you lose right and has Philip drive. Yeah, he has he has no respect for the institution of marriage at all and he does not want to be married anymore. Well, but he does want to be married. You think he just so? wants to have his cake and eat it okay, too. Okay, true. Because true. he doesn't want Eileen to leave, live. Right. And leave and right. live her best life. <laughs> right. He wants to live his best life. Yeah, without and he her. can't wait to get on this <laughs> first class trip with the duke. Yeah. Like this is his his existence he's mm-hmm. just he's kind of weaseled his way in and actually they founded this club which we come to find out this porter's club the thursday social club Ugh. which is a group of uh matt lowers and harry uh, weinsteins dang. they are though they're just it's, it's like this this club of just wealthy socialites right who it's it's the ultimate white privilege it's the ultimate wealth privilege it's everything boys in club. one it's the boys will be boys club yeah yeah, and the women are there to serve them and get their behind smacked. Yes, and, and we serve see them some that. More. Yeah. And that's the thing. And we see the girls are just their playthings. And that's how the society was running then. And now we see a very interesting dichotomy of how it's actually kind of running now. But it, now... Like, it hasn't have, ended. That club has not closed. Exactly. It's only continued in other countries. It's spread. It's global now. It's and, and it's something that we have to be aware of. There are places like this that exist today. Totally. There are golf clubs in Beverly Hills that play this game on a daily Secret basis. societies that do this all the time. And Mike, which we see in episode two, is writing letters back to the social club 
of their... Now, what do you think about that? Mike spilling the tea, like, giving all the scoop. I mean, I found it interesting that things that you would think he'd want to hide and keep in secret, he was writing letters and sharing with everyone. And that's how I know you're not a guy. <laughs> because what guys do is text their conquest. So in that day and age, it was a letter. Okay. And now it's a text of... And sometimes a, a Snapchat video. Girl. Exactly. Got it. So it's the same thing. Just Mike is a show-off. Mike is a fuckboy. That's okay. what he is. Okay. And that's how he's living his life. Yeah. And we see a lot more of that in episode two. Which, which I get. love. Mm-hmm. But this transition between episode one and episode two doesn't come down to the relationship. It doesn't come down to the infidelity. It comes down to the political, uh, the political situation in the UK at the time. Yeah. Egypt has a new leader, General Nasser. And mm-hmm. General Gamal Nasser uh, takes over from the monarchy in 1952 comes in and basically tries to nationalize everything in Egypt and takes back the Suez Canal Mm -hmm. in 1956 in October. Right. And that was a big point of contention in Middle East global political struggle of power. It's actually a situation amongst others like Iran's democratic movement with Mossadegh and naturalization of oil that came to include more significant British, UK, uh, French and especially American involvement in the Middle East. So the the effects of that of this we see today. We still see the effects today. We yeah. see it today. Yeah. Every time there's ISIS, anything that goes on, it's really from this '50s era of the power vacuum and struggle that was in the Middle East. Right. From transitioning from monarchs to democratic, oligarchic, or theocratic elections, and right. that feeling of westernizing too fast or not and being taken advantage of. Now, that's that mo- that's a very in- important part because Definitely. Queen Elizabeth in talking to the new prime minister Anthony Anthony becomes the prime minister. Yeah. He's Which the, he wanted so He did. So he did badly. want it. And he then, wanted it very badly. Um, but I'm not sure if he was the man for this job after, after uh, the way he handled that. We see that we see that he's not the man for yeah. this job because he 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 goes on to be, not be half of the man that Winston Churchill is right, especially in, as terms of in terms of respect of the party, in terms of decision making. Yeah, and the way he's operating in secrecy when he he could have been on the up and up, you know, and his approach to I mean, in the same way, I guess he tried to hide things from Elizabeth to I guess I don't know if it was to protect her or more to just no go no along no with it his was agenda. because his agenda was to gain that foothold and get out of Winston Churchill's definitely shadow. And we see that. So the Suez uh, Suez Canal, which is an important strip, which is basically, if you know about canals, it's what cuts countries in half so that we can travel. And right. that travel cuts time. Uh, one big canal, for example, the Panama, uh, Panama Canal, which we have in the Americas, cut travel by a third because right. now they just travel through Panama and that's a whole big thing in American history right. of how American takeover and Manuel Noriega and everything else. So let's go. We see this exact same political point mm-hmm. when in the 50s with the Suez Canal. Right. Suez Canal which the French and the and the British own uh, the most shares of the incorporation of course. Right. And they basically built it on the back of Egyptians. Right. And the Egyptians were like no more. No thank you. No sir. Yeah. But then here it is. You have uh, Anthony Eden, who decides, okay, we're gonna let's let's go to war. Let's collude with France and Israel, right? And France already In had secret. a beef. They had a beef with Egypt because Egypt supported Algeria's movement for freedom, right? And uh, they they all collude. 
right. they collude because Israel had come into play after World War II and wanted to be a player in, in the region. We have France that has, uh, that has ig ignomatic ties with England mm -hmm. and also has a lot of interest in this canal. Right. And then we have a prime minister in England who wants to show his power and step this out like, of the shadow right, of his Right, this is like his, his, one of his, he wants to be remem remembered exactly. for this. But what I loved about this is when Philip got word of this, he tried to warn Elizabeth, like, are you sure? Like, uh, make sure he doesn't do this. And she she didn't understand it. She He tried to explain to her, like, listen, based on my experience from being in the, in the, in the war, in the war and, you know, knowing how ships work, this is how this is going to go. You should listen to me. But she chose to do something else. Why do you think she chose to side with Anthony Eden? She had no choice. It was, See, that's the part that people don't understand of the queen or the monarchy in England. The monarchy of England doesn't have true political power. Right. They have influence because they're But why popular. do you think she didn't even voice like, listen, I'm uncomfortable she, with because this. Because she's uncomfortable with political matters. You, and we see that when she meets with Anthony Eden on the first meeting where he explains it to her and she glosses over it. And I she but I think she was uncomfortable. I, I think she was uncomfortable only because she still had this Philip issue on the brain. And so she was like, okay, I can't really deal with this right now too much because he, Philip did put a bug in her ear like this is how this is really going to work um but i feel like she just wanted she also wanted britain to have like this if they won it would have looked good on them so i, I think don't think so don't and i'll think tell so? you why because we see in season one that she's very uncomfortable with political she's matters grown she's grown then. but she hasn't finished growing and she we see that some, because yeah. she she becomes more politically knowledgeable after the failure of the invasion. Right. And that's when she's like, wait a minute, what's going on? I think she always knows that, like, we are Britain, we are, we influence the entire world, and this was an opportunity for them to, to kind of show the little man, like, listen, we're, we're gonna, you can't, you can't tell us what to do, we're gonna tell you what to do. And I disagree with that point, because I think as, there's, as the sovereign, what she saw was, we're going into a possible war very close and shortly after the previous war, which was World War II. Right. Which left Britain and, people and were the still world scarred. in ruins. Yeah. And exactly. And she wanted a peaceful solution. Yeah. If possible. But Anthony Eden is the prime minister. Yeah. And he knows best. But Anthony, here you go trying to, you starting this war and you can barely handle it. What were all those pills about? Like he was sick? He was, he was sick. He was suffering from a stomach ailment and some type of like a blood thing. And he was just... If ordered apparently to go to Jamaica at oh. the worst part to go to Jamaica, but, which I love because you know my I have my mom's Jamaican, so I was like, oh, you going to the land of my people, Anthony? Let me come with you. I'm glad you loved it because the people of Britain actually almost revolted, <laughs> and they you were know, protesting. Jamaica's and they a were lovely very upset. place. It is a, a lovely place, <laughs> and at the, it was also. Uh, and what the trip that Philip takes shows you is how much of the world that the UK is still in charge of. Totally. To totally. People even, forget this often. No, even thinking about how, like, Jamaican people that I grew up with handle situations in a very conservative and restrained way, I do think it's because of a, a, the British influence. I mean, there's no... Of course, it's also a colony. Even to this day, if you go to Canada, it's not like they're good-looking prime ministers on the money. No, it's the queen. Right. Because they 
are that is their sovereign regardless that's of that's what i'm their saying i feel like elizabeth was like no we're we're the big boy in this fight you're going to bow down to us but she I, she didn't even have knowledge of the situation so that's why i disagree okay because she, she wasn't didn't as even knowledgeable she didn't about know it. what was going on she understood kind of the location but right. if you see when they talk about geography and they're saying where's greenland it's north 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 right they didn't... No, i don't where's the green where are the places she's not as knowledgeable about these things as she should be. Yeah. So that's why when you say she wanted a certain way, she had no opinion. I think that, her opinion grows through the episode. Definitely, of the I think she just made a rash decision. Like, okay, Britain, we're the winner. Let's. That's what we're gonna do. Um, so going on to season two, episode. I two. mean, episode two. Mm-hmm. So now we see that episode two is a continuation, and we flip. Yeah. We flip because episode one we barely see. Uh, Philip, and now we see a lot of All Philip. Of Philip yeah. We see a lot, a lot of Philip. We see Philip get upset with that, uh, that captain. Rep- no, the reporter too. Oh, of course. Helen okay, King. so Helen. So with the reporter, Helen is like the Barbara Walters of her time, right? <laughs> so she comes in and she gives this. She's inter- like the she voice of the interview. Australian people. She uses her. She uses her ways, and and also when we come to Australian people, let's remember the little subtle hint comments. The Australians are this. This isn't now where it's like you're five generations removed right. from the criminality of what Australia was as a penal colony. This is a couple generations where there's still there's this underlying tone like, oh, they're Australian. Right. Right? So Philip sees a chance to be with a beautiful woman. Australian and, woman. So he hasn't got had one of those on his list. And he's like, oh, I'm going to knock her down. She <laughs> comes in and she's extremely knowledgeable and she gets Philip with all these questions about his past. And we learned so much about so Philip in this. We learned his sister, the Nazi, is married to a high-ranking Nazi, which came up in his season one, but sister. earlier. Then uh, the other sister died in a plane crash. And then the mother went crazy. The daddy never came around. He never saw his the dad. The daddy had a mistress. All <laughs> yeah. these things is just played like she she just knew how to push his buttons, but was looking for the exclusive. Yeah. And used her charms to get in that room. But once that door was closed, she became Helen. That uh, was, Barbara Walters. Yeah, she yeah. became Helen, who but was just see, the most dangerous woman on the planet. You see how Mike let Philip down? He was supposed to be, like, looking out for him. But he also, I guess, just said Philip wanted to have this woman in his, his uh, presence alone. Instead of Mike saying, hey, yo... You know, this might not be a good look. He's like, sure, let me set this up for you. And he has to go clean up the mess at the Mike's end. Mike's whole being is to stay in Philip's favor. Right. So if the if if the the queen's husband wants a chick, he's bringing <laughs> in a chick. Like that's how he thinks. Yeah. And we see that because he caters to Philip and caters to Philip's to Philip's uh, every need wants. and whim. Yeah. And also, what he does is he tries to be that guy in front of everyone. Look at me, I'm popping bottles on the table. Right. That's who Mike's being is. And then Philip comes out of that room and says to Mike, the next time this happens, make sure to keep my vanity in check. Yes, which Don't I loved. He learned let a lesson. Let the vanity get the best. And of that's me. what I love about Philip. He's he learns from from his mistakes. He and does learn. Like even though he's a uh, a cheating husband, I I feel allegedly sorry, allegedly I, I I have a soft spot for him. I, but I still because feel he has these redeeming qualities. Exactly. These, this is what we see in episode two: is that there is a redeemable Philip. Yeah. There is a good guy in there, and we see this when he saves. The captain from the ship that yes, was shipwrecked. and takes him back home they to get his a island. Call and they're like, "We're the close ship. Let's go." Yeah. And then he gets into an, a pissing match. Yeah. With the captain of the ship, ship, and he's like, "Well, you know what? 
here's the thing. I'm the admiral of the Navy. Right. So whatever I say goes, and the guy's like, well, I'm the captain. My say is final. And then he says, you want to do, you want to play this? You want right. to play this? Oh, look at my <laughs> penis. It's way bigger than yours. And, and he went. And he's like, listen, I've actually done the work. I know what to do. So we're going to do And he this. did throw that in there. He threw in, he said, while you were on shore yeah. and just chilling in World War and World War Two, I was actually manning guns. I was in the And Navy. so my record, my record shows exactly who I am. Yeah. We're gonna do what I say. And they take him back. And we see a Philip who, yeah, he dances with a girl, but you know what? Every time we see infidelity, it's Mike. It's never Philip. Definitely. And that was on purpose. Yeah, and we see also that um Mike's wife is done. She is getting all she needs to file this divorce because she's adamant that she wants to file this divorce. Uh she meets with the lawyer and talks about it. And that's the that's the shock that's heard through the world because it gets all the way back to to Michael, Queen Elizabeth's secretary yeah, about this divorce. Michael, Michael uh, Adeen and, and his and Martin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all it's like no, there are no secrets at all. But what I loved was the girl power between the waitress and the wife. She was like, okay, I, I'm not going to embarrass myself, but I am going to give you the evidence that you need to move forward with this divorce. And I was like, gosh, back then it was so hard for a woman just to get out of a happy marriage. Like, you would have to suffer. If she could not find that evidence, she would just have to suffer and let this man continue to make her unhappy. It's not that easy to get divorced right now. Actually, Depending there has on to the be, state. There has to be. Because there are no a, fault states. Sure, but you still have to wait a, a year. You Not have, all the time. If you live in the United States. Not all the time. You have to wait six months. Who have you divorced? Don't worry about my business. Who have you divorced? Don't worry about my business. You know your things. So unless things. you have like, unless you have ex- <laughs> extenuating circumstances, you have to wait a year. You have to Some not days. see someone during that year. You have, you have to, to try to work on it yeah. and try to get back together and make it work. And it has to be for a reason if you're you're not having sex or he he or she cheated. The grounds or, are different. Exactly. Yeah, but it's still not that easy. It's not like yeah, you walk but it in was and you're more, divorced. I feel like it was more difficult. Of and, course, and because she, and, it's not just legal. It's also societal pressure. So you right. double it. And then she, this wasn't a regular Joe Schmo she was about to divorce. That's why the attorney was like trying to advise her against it. It was a gentleman that worked, you know, under the queen. So... Yeah, it he was it. definitely trying to dissuade her and was like, hey, unless you have proof, we're not just going to go forward yeah. with this. And and she meets with this waitress and convinces her because the waitress at first is like, I don't know your husband because yeah. she's afraid of losing her job, which is probably very uh, well paying for that time definitely. and for her place in society. Mm-hmm. And also she didn't want to get caught up in this mess. This is a messy divorce with a messy person. Right. But what she does do is she brings those letters and gives them to Eileen. We see in both of these episodes letters having such power. Elizabeth gave her husband a letter in secret, and then to that actually helped and made him soften up towards her. And here it is. This uh, waitress gives the wife this letter that... Letters. She gets all of them. Oh, I thought she just gave no, her that one. No, she gave him like... She's like, everything you need is in those letters. Oh, I thought it was just that one, that yeah, last letter. I think letter. she realized, oh, these are the letters? And she right. collected them and just gave it to her. But the letters have all the information. All the... Because he's just been trying to show off for his boys back at the club. Mm. And they read them out loud and, oh, yeah! Right, and let's not forget... Bitches! Exactly. Here it is, this marriage. <laughs> is falling apart. It the is. country is falling apart because this same war time, in Egypt has been a disaster. It's eating up the country. Eating and out uh, Mike, uh, the prime minister's stomach, obviously, because he can't handle it. He's he sick. can't handle it and he takes a leave of absence. And when he does that, we see that his, his advisors are supposed to come and fill the role, but it's a failure and it's a failure that looks more like, not only is it a military failure, it's a PR failure for Britain 
Britain is no longer the superpower. And it's actually the point of contention in which the United States this becomes this industrial power and steps up to the plate and helms the United Nations right. and helms and becomes the power in the world. Yeah, because they, he did not even get approval from the United Nations. And it's just so interesting with this show because these people are still alive and we're still seeing the effects of these actions. Like, we're watching a show, we're watching a, a portrayal of what happened, but these people, you can go and check this information online and, and, and see how it's continuing to affect us all. And then it concludes with Philip, who had this wonderful time being away, actually misses... His wife. I know. And misses his family. Was, I thought that was beautiful. And, this Christmas announcement. And they give these speeches. Right. And what I loved was when Elizabeth was told that she had to make this, that Philip was going to make this announcement, she asked why. She's always asking why. She always, she doesn't like I don't things... think she's asked why in that manner. She, she asked why out of jealousy. Like, no. why? Isn't that just weird? I don't want him to because she but doesn't like him shining as much. her spidey senses went up. Something told her something's off. No, because. Women's intuition. Also, well, it's more like women's jealousy because <laughs> she also felt a certain type of way when she watched the television and saw him at the Olympics. But look when and he she called felt her. Like, why? Why is he getting all this? All this? Pre- like he's she, feeling it too much. And I know. She doesn't but want like, him because she thinks he'll get a big head. But also, when he called her, she was so happy to almost have the opportunity to hear and his voice. And then when she didn't, she was annoyed like this peon. <laughs> so it's not the... I, I disagree with that point. I think she just didn't want him to shine because when I he did give the does. speech... No. She's just annoyed with the whole... I think it's the infidelity, the the idea of... If, and she doesn't have evidence like this wife does to say it. She doesn't have proof. She's she's just letting this stew sure. with, and creating all these situations in her head. And that, that can be worse sometimes because you never know what's going on but she does know that she's still married to this man and that giving the speech as as uh michael points out will at least be, they haven't been seen together right will at least allow it so that hey we can be heard together you yeah. two can be heard together and it's nice and philip doesn't want to give the speech because he doesn't like all the rules that he's still getting while he's a million miles away. Yeah, but you know what I just thought about? Here I go with the letters again. Their Christmas speeches to each other were kind of like love letters to each other. There were. There yeah. was definitely a subtle secret words to one another. Yeah. Philip saying very romantic. secretly, hey, I actually miss you and miss being home. And Queen Elizabeth saying, you will always have a home here. And uh, the people around her were like, what's going on? Why is she softening up? But it shows that she understands, again, it's that dual role that she has to play. I'm a wife to this man that that is is suffering in a sense right now. And I need to keep my marriage intact. And so I'm going to do this. it plays a part in which we see this blossoming love story. And we'll see what happens, hopefully, in episodes, episodes three and four. But yeah. I doubt that we'll get anything until episode ten. So... <laughs> Thank you once again for watching. Hello, and thank you for being with us. Stay tuned. We have some other guest hosts coming on next week. We uh, do. Not, I mean, our next episodes. We do. Um, find me on social media. My name is Sahai, and you can find me at Say Hi Sahai. That's S-A-Y-H-I-T-S-A-H-A-I. And, of course, you can find me at I Am Tehran all across the board. A lot of you do. And tell me how wrong I am each and every week. <laughs> Please continue to do so. I appreciate each and every one of you. Your love and support means a lot to me. I feel regal just saying things of this nature that's right so make sure to check us out we're going to be doing episodes three and four tuesday tuesday and then putting that out and letting you know what we thought of that thank you so much for watching with us and keep watching the crown see you on the next episodes
from executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you, you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.